Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk about Tony Holan. Sure, who else would I want to talk about? Anyway, the chief medical officer, Tony Holohan, has said, these guys, I swear, they're like mavericks now at this stage, has said that Ireland will look at the potential value, and he also mentions they were actively looking at uh, giving COVID vaccinations to children after adults have been successfully vaccinated across the country. Now, speaking to RT News, he said that the number a number of vaccine companies are currently extending their license applications to children. Uh, and by the way, I know that in the applications, in most of the applications, the applications and these vaccines are approved for emergency use only. And a pandemic is considered to be an emergency. But we have to look at that in a data form and see what the effects are on different parts of the population. But this is not what the government are doing and this is not what Menefit are doing. He added that Ireland will explore the possibility of giving the jab to children once the adult population has received their vaccines. It comes, of course, as last week Canada became the first country to approve the use of Pfizer uh, vaccine or the Pfizer vaccine for children up or uh, for for kids aged 12 and up. Uh, the vaccine was also authorised in December for use in, in Canadians aged 16 and older. And Health Canada Chief Medical Officer Supervisor, her name is uh, Subria Sharma, told a news conference on Wednesday, this is the first vaccine authorised in Canada for the prevention of COVID-19 in children and marks a, a significant milestone in Canada's fight against the pandemic. I'm not going to go on and on about it, but... The bottom line is, the figures for the Health Protection Surveillance Centre show in the week up to Saturday, there were 62 outbreaks of the virus in the set, in settings with 167 in total linked to private households. So the majority of people are getting COVID-19 who, are, who got and who are getting it are probably getting it in residential care homes or private households. They're not getting it anywhere else really outside. It's unlikely 0.1%, wasn't it, outside. Um, schools do represent a small amount of uh, where people are, where it's coming from. Um, in saying that, when we look at the facts and the data in relation to children who have died from COVID-19, not children who have died for other reasons but just happen to be positive with COVID-19, the data clearly shows that children are at very little risk. I mean, the risk is minuscule. Actually, the data clearly showed, if I remember reading rightly from Edinburgh University, up to last October, that in one year, more children had died under the age of 19, more children, that's zero to 18 years of age, more children had died from influenza than died from COVID-19, when we never decided we wanted to mass vaccinate children for influenza. Now, I'm not disagreeing with vaccines. I think vaccines are vital, by the way, for children, particularly for dangerous uh, viruses that are out there, things like measles, for example, which can take a lot, of, can do an awful lot of harm to children. And it spreads very quickly. And thankfully, we've got a very good immunisation programme for children when it comes to different types of viruses and, and different illnesses that we believe are a danger to children, that we believe that children don't have time to build up an immune response to. When it comes to COVID-19, it is a coronavirus from the age, and we spoke to Professor John Lee about this before, the age of zero to about 12 years of age when children mature. They're constantly walking around with snotty noses all the time, and you know that because you watch your children on a regular basis. And the reason they walk around with snotty noses constantly all the time is they're constantly picking up uh, coronaviruses and viruses in general and they create an immune an immunity to it in their own T-cells. That lasts them for the rest of their lives more or less until their immunity starts to deplete as they get older. When we give, when we give somebody a vaccine particularly this type of vaccine we don't know currently at the moment how long this vaccine will last. We may have to get a booster in two years a year we don't know yet. That data still isn't available because we haven't been around for long enough. So the idea that you would vaccinate children 
when their own immune response is probably better, much better. And for them to get COVID-19 and create an immune response, considering that most children who get it are asymptomatic and have no symptoms whatsoever, seems to me like a bizarre suggestion. Now, I'm not against you having a choice. If, if they do make it available for children and you want it for your child, fire away. The issue I have is, what we're seeing at the moment is, we know there's no such thing as mandatory vaccination because it's illegal under the Constitution of Ireland, but we're being told if we don't get vaccinated, you might not get to a large event. We're being told if you don't get vaccinated, you might not be allowed to go on hollybags and get your green certificate or, you know, or have a, either a vaccination or previously had the virus or uh, have a test. My concern is, is that if we bring vaccinations in for children, age 12 to 18 years of age, firstly, we will then bring it in for younger children. And also, you're going to have a situation where schools are going to be saying, well, hold on for a second. Um, we don't want unvaccinated kids in the class. Uh, and I tell you what, unvaccinated kids can be in those classes, but vaccinated kids can be in this class. And we start to divide children. We're already dividing a nation of people uh, who want to be vaccinated and don't want to be vaccinated. Let's not do it to children as well, when there are absolutely no risk to COVID-19. The risk is minuscule. So why would we do it? Now, we do know that there's a risk attached to the vaccine, which is really small, by the way. Can I point that out? I don't want to discourage people from taking the vaccine. and pro-vaccine. But there is a risk. And we talked about the AstraZeneca there two weeks ago with Ruth. And I think the risk was somewhere between three and five cases of blood clots in one million vaccines. There, is, there isn't three to five children dying of COVID-19 in a million. That's not a case. That's not happening. So in this country, for example, as far as I know, only one child died of COVID-19 or two. And both of those children under the age of 18 had very serious underlying conditions. So it's not a thing. Children are not dying of COVID-19. Yes, some are getting it, but they're not dying of it. So the question has to be asked, do the benefits outweigh the risks? And do you agree with vaccinations for children? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's not a general question, by the way. I'm not asking you about the MMR vaccine. I'm not asking you about the HPV vaccine. I'm asking you about the COVID vaccine, right, which is a coronavirus. We don't vaccinate children against chickenpox, for example, because we know they get it at a young age, they build up an immune response to it, and that's a much better thing. Sure, your mother used to bring you to parties purposely where people had chickenpox and literally rub you off people to try and get it out of the way and make sure you built up an immune response to it. Uh, let me go to Amelia. You're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Amelia? Hi, good, thank you. Amelia. I'm trying to, I'm trying to breathe calmly now and write notes because I'm passionate about this situation. Oh, 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 all right, okay. I mean, okay, I'm not talking about vaccinations for adults. We're on a vaccine program at the moment. Adults are getting it, you know, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And hopefully by the end of July, 80% of the population, they'd say, will have the first jab so they'll all have some sort of resilience to COVID-19. But when it comes to children, the risk is obviously very low of any damage to children yeah. from COVID-19. And there are children who may have underlying issues and their parents might choose to, to vaccinate them. I maybe I believe that's that probably their choice. But do you agree with general vaccination or a vaccine programme for children? 100% couldn't disagree with it more. They have like 0.03% of dying it's lower, from the COVID. It's, it's, it's actually a lot lower than that. I think, yeah. it's a, I think it's a lot lower than that. I think like for example... I know it's 0% of having any adverse effects or whatever, yeah. but like it's yeah. tiny. Yeah. And if any percent of your vaccine is higher than that, why? how can you justify putting that into your child's body? It just does not make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Would you be, is, now, Amelia, I want to clarify oh, where you're coming yes. from. Would yes. you be generally pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine anyway? I am pro-choice, whatever you want to do, as long as you're educated about it. Okay. 
Fair enough. If you if you take your time and you decide that whatever suits your family, I'm 100% behind your choice to do whatever you feel is necessary. But I think bringing this into the realm of possibility is just ludicrous to me because there's no advantage to it. I well, don't well, Okay, the advantage that the public health authority NEFID would suggest is that yep. it's kind of the rabbit hole theory, I suppose, that, you know, if mm-hmm. we vaccinate children, well, then they won't pass it on to adults. But I'm thinking, but sure, if we're vaccinating adults, what are we worried about? Exactly. Why do it's we have a, to worry about that anyway? And I even, yeah, we'll, we'll, st- we'll stick to children. Because once the vulnerable people are vaccinated and people who choose to get vaccinated are vaccinated, then the rest of the population should have no coercitiveness to be doing that. I just think it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And common sense has died in this country. Like, people are just following other people just for the sake of following it. Like, do your own research. What happens to people reading things? Like, look for yourself. We can educate ourselves. And, yeah, you can find things that are absolute bullshit on the mm, internet and everything. But you, yeah. can, but you can, like, your common sense should tell you, okay, that's a bit far-fetched. I'll have another look and see from a different area. There's plenty of stuff out there that tells you it's not practical and not sensible to inject children with a trial drug that hasn't been tried on children. I don't care about adults. They can do what they like. They can choose their you know what, I, was wondering, I was wondering the other day, Amelia, I know one of the vaccine companies is testing it out on children under the age of one year. Yeah, right? okay, six in months. America. Yeah. Yeah. And what I was thinking to myself, and I'm not anti, I want to stipulate again, I'm not anti-vaccination. I believe yes. vaccinations have saved millions of billions of lives around the world in the last 50 years, mm-hmm. right? But what I was yep. thinking was, what parent gives their three-month-old or four-month-old child to a vaccine company and says, yeah, go on, try it I out with him? Can't. I, I just can't. I can't get my hand around that. Like my son when now, he was born had to have two lumbar punctures in his spine and I, oh God, the thought of someone else sick, you know, it's just, oh, it's, I don't, can't, it doesn't make I sense. I mean, who, I, as a parent, I mean, I remember my little babies when they were in there, they're all over 20 now, but when they were little babies, <laughs> I couldn't imagine for a minute saying to a doctor and a doctor saying to me, well, we have this drug, we've never tried it on anyone before, but we'd like to test it on your little baby, would you mind? I go, yeah. I don't care how much money you're giving me to do that. You're not putting it into my baby's arm if you've never tried it out on anyone before. I, I wonder about these things, these trials. Anyway, getting back to the yeah. vaccine. And again, I want to make it abundantly clear to people. I'm not discouraging people from going and getting <laughs> so adults. Get yeah, adults going out and getting the vaccine. You fire away and get your vaccines. We're talking about children and what Tony Holland said now. They're actively looking at the potential value of giving it to children. And I suppose a vaccine programme. Which I yeah, believe... and they're saying it's to do with herd immunity as well. But people seem to forget, if you've had the virus, you are now, you have antibodies in your T-cells. If you were asymptomatic and didn't realise you had the virus, you can get tested and get checked to see. So not everything is about the vaccine for anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've got other options through the whole thing. But they do believe you know, there's a large percent of the population were never going to get COVID-19 anyway because they had T-cell immunity anyway. Um, exactly, yeah. But people have forgotten about normal immunity. It's all about vaccine immunity. Uh, well, you know as well as I do, science and facts and figures go out the window now when it comes to fear. <laughs> okay, but, but, but stay there, Amelia, for a second. Okay, so Amelia yep. doesn't agree with it. Neve, you're an Ireland's classic, kids. Neve, you know, the, according to Neffet... how are you? Yeah, according to Neffet, they're Hi, actively Neve. looking at this. I mean, would you be comfortable about it? No, no, and you know me. I mean, I'm very pro-vaccine. He's had everything that he should have. Yeah, MMRs and HPVs. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he is asthmatic, so he's had his flu vaccine because flu isn't, and him don't mix well with his asthma. Yeah. But this one, no, no. Um, if he's had, he's he's had his flu vaccine, so that so he's been very very well. This well, he's hardly been out, so he's you know in fairness. 
Yeah. But he's been well. Um, I can't see the advantage of it for him. I mean, he'll be 12 in September, so he will be in that cohort, the 12 to 16-year-olds. So he'll be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he'll be able for it if, if you chose it. But I mean, if young kids were dropping like flies, uh, you know, or people were di- young children were dying, absolutely, I'd be, I'd be in the queue beside you. Yeah, I'd be the first to, to give it to him. I'd give him anything to, to keep him well, you know, yeah. as long as I knew. It's just, the only thing I just doesn't sit right with me is just, it just seems so quick. And now suddenly, I mean, up until a month ago, no, 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 kids, absolutely not, absolutely not. And now suddenly, yeah, okay, we'll do kids. Like, if you're going to change your mind that quickly, how can we trust it? Mm. How can you tell us yeah. in one breath that kids don't need us, that they're perfectly safe, schools are safe, everything is safe, trust us. And we did. And now they're saying, oh, well, maybe we should vaccinate them. So what? We don't trust you now that, that you're telling us how safe they were? Yeah, so, you were, so in other words, you weren't telling us the truth last time around. You're, you're telling exactly. us the truth now. So how do we... It, it's like, the, the, you know... Uh, and I did. I, I, I'll hold my hands up. I, I trusted what they were saying at the beginning. I went with it. I, I did what I was asked. Now I just don't know anymore because it's just a different narrative every day. I, do, I just believe, I mean, when I listened to Professor John Lee, who I had on the air, he's a very eminent professor, I had him on the air there two weeks ago, and he said he believed it was complete nonsense to even suggest under 18 should be vaccinated because he believes their natural immunity would be far better. And even by the way, Luke O'Neill admitted that himself, that natural immunity would be far better. So when kids pick up viruses, which they do very quickly because they're all licking each other and hugging each other and mm-hmm. hanging out of each other, and we've seen that the majority of children are asymptomatic, don't even get symptoms. Um, children are not dying from COVID-19. Let's be clear about that. It's very rare. It's happened very rarely in the world that children will die from COVID-19 unless they have another underlying condition um, mm. or a serious underlying condition. I'm not talking about asthma because even here... We yeah, have, no, it has to be very serious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't see... that For a vaccine to be beneficial, the benefits have to outweigh, I suppose, yeah. the negatives. And, and that yeah. with kids... It just, just doesn't seem... Doesn't make like, any sense. I mean, why would I put a vaccine, something in my son's arm when his school hasn't even had a close contact? Nothing. Not even a text message home. Uh, relating to COVID mm-hmm. since last March. Now, I know they were out for a long time, but when they were there, nothing. The school has been brilliant, really safe. He's safe. I trust the school now more than I trust... OK, well, well let me... Here's a text here for Amelia. Somebody says, now, could you ask that young lady, because it came in just before you come in the air, uh, that young lady that you have on the air, I have a friend of mine who can't get the vaccine uh, because he's immunocompromised. Uh, for that reason, I believe all kids should be vaccinated in case he catches it off a kid. What do you say, what do you say to that, Amelia? Well, first of all, no one has said that asymptomatic um, transmission is actually a thing. First of all, it wasn't a thing that no one could get it which if you're asymptomatic. Now it's a huge thing. So which one is it? I mean, decide. They never decide. Well, there's, there's numerous that. published papers on both sides, by the way, that yeah. I only watched, looked at a published paper the other day that said that asymptomatic was unlikely and it would spread in very rare occasions. But, yeah. Yeah, but, but if so somebody like, is immunocompromised and they haven't got mm-hmm. a vaccine or can't get a vaccine, yeah. um, and some kids do get symptoms, uh, not all, yeah. uh, and this person's saying, well, if they were vaccinated, they wouldn't be getting symptoms and we mate mightn't get it then. But you could take that argument with that, children that, too. Yeah, the children shouldn't be vaccinated to save that person. The government should make sure that person is vaccinated. Or if safe. the vaccines are so amazing and do what they're supposed to do, which is fine by me, then vaccinate that person. That's not the children's fault. That, yeah, that but you're, you're missing the point. They're arguing they you're missing the point. They're arguing that this person can't get vaccinated because they're immunocompromised. So there are people who can't get vaccinated. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I yeah. understand that. Yeah. 
No, mind I you, mean, but, but the argument is that's always been the way. Uh, people yeah, who are like, immunocompromised are always at risk. Yeah, if he, if they pass on chickenpox to that person, I mean, is that going to affect them? Who knows? Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. The children can't live their lives depending on... I'm, I'm sorry for that person. That's awful. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But my children shouldn't have to suffer or be made to do something because that one person can't get the vaccine. But yeah. there's children too. There's, you know, my own daughter is one of them. She would have to go into a hospital setting to get this vaccine because she she's allergic to a lot of things that are in medications. Penicillins, etc., etc., yeah. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of children in schools as well that are immunocompromised. I mean, we've had this yeah. for years. Yeah. You know, this isn't a new, a new thing. We've had it for years where schools have been begging people, please don't send your kids in sick because we do have some children in here that are vulnerable. Yeah. Oh, somebody says, uh, no, uh, immediately you have two anti-vaxxers on the air. Now, hold on for a hey, second. Wait, here. we didn't say we're anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I don't think... I'm no. very, very pro-vaccination. My child has everything. No, I, 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 I want to just qualify this. Neither of you are anti vaccination I'm not anti-vax, but I am pro-vaccination. And neither, no one said I, anything about anti-vaxxing yeah. at all. That's right. I, I just don't understand people. As soon as people question anything or try to challenge something, people start calling them names. Uh, let me go, stay there, girls. Let me go to Nicola. Nicola, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Nicola? Okay, I mean, do you, do you agree with a, a programme to vaccinate children? This is like a day out in Pennies, isn't it? Hi, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, girls. Uh, anyone get to go to Pennies this week, by the way? No? No, no, no not yet, no. Okay. Uh, Nicola, I mean, are you a parent yourself? Oh, I am like two boys, yeah, 10 and 8. Okay, and well, they're a little no, bit young I less. Don't. I Well, yeah, I'm lucky that they're not in that, that age group that they're talking about bringing in for children but I'm still against it definitely as a parent no and I've had this conversation with my husband and I said no I'm I'm not happy about it because I'm not an anti-vaxxer like, like the other girls there and yourself uh, my children have had all their vaccines um, when they were babies um, but you don't know the long term effects of these vaccines on your children there's no data there to back it up to say that you know, something's happened to them long term. We just don't know. It's a new, yeah. so because it's a new vaccine. Yeah. And you're, you just, and I, I know it does go through a lot of stringent checks and, and what have you and stuff like that as well. But because it's new, you just don't want to take the chance. And because maybe, do, do you believe it's unnecessary? It's unnecessary, yeah. Like my, my niece now, she's six. She had COVID mm-hmm. and she flew through it. She was grand. She had a little bit of a sniffle, but she was fine. But your kids kids get sniffles all the time, sure. But from the age of zero yeah. to twelve, they're going around with snotty noses most of the time. Exactly. Yeah, that's how they light like, up their immune system. Absolutely. That's exactly. You have to let your kids play out in the dirt because you can't put them in bubble wrap or if you did they'll never build up an immunity to anything. Yeah. Yeah, and people are really shut down to taking vitamins as well to help boost your immune system. You can do stuff naturally that will help you. Yeah. Vitamin vitamin D or B six is really important for children. They should have. Now I do agree with that. Well, I remember when I was a well, yeah, when I was a kid, my mother used to force the halibut orange into me every morning. Do you, do you remember yeah. halibut orange tablets? Yeah. Take a halibut orange. And I, but no. nowadays, you don't see kids being given uh, vitamins yeah. by their parents. My I mother used to do it. I do. I do every single morning. Yeah, I do as well. When yeah. I have kids' breakfast, they have a multivitamin every morning before they go to school. So Whether they yeah. want a drink or a jelly or a chewy sweet or whatever it is, they get it every single morning before they go to school. Now, I'm not a doctor, don't know the benefits of it, but I'm sure there are benefits to it. And I just I, don't know I why more like people don't do it. Yeah, vitamin, vitamin B, um, in, it, it creates your autoimmune system. That, including with magnesium, will mm. help boost your yeah. immune system. 
Right, okay, okay, okay. I'm sure it does. I'm sure you know all about what you're talking about there, Mina. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm looking here. At, I'm looking at the text, and the majority, I'll be honest with you, the majority of people texting in are saying that they agree with vaccinations. They're not anti. People have to kind of qualify themselves. I'm not anti vax, but uh, they're saying they wouldn't vaccinate their children. There's no need. We've been led to believe all along that children are not. Well, they're not at risk. No. So why all of a sudden is it being pushed on 12, 12, is it 12 to 18 year olds? Mm-hmm. It's just going to, it's going to make people question things. This is the problem. Yeah. It's kind of proving that they're coming out with unnecessary nonsense. Well, they told us they were safe. Why does the government want to do this? Well, see, my worry is, I mean, and if there's a parent out there who wants to vaccinate the child and the vaccination is approved for children, you fire away and vaccinate your child, right? That's your choice, right? But my concern is, is that, you know, five months down the road, like we have with the aviation industry at the moment and other events, that they're going to be saying, ah... Your kid can't come to this school because they're not vaccinated. This is a not, this is a I vaccinated that. school. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That has, like, to be, that has to be against constitutional right. Like you can't do that. It's just not on. And I yeah, but even the whole country is polar, polarized now. I mean, if you're one way or the other, you're an extremist on both sides. There's no middle ground for people to meet and just talk about it. People don't discuss things anymore. They shout, "Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you're." No, wait a minute. The government has made us this way. Like they've decided all these rules messed us around so many times do this don't do that don't wear a mask do wear a mask under 13s must wear a mask but you vaccinate your 12 year old it doesn't make any sense like it's all no, gone I, I personally anyway. I personally don't agree with children wearing masks but that's just my own personal view and oh, thankfully my children are quite older now and they don't have to do that so, so I mean yeah but I don't no, agree my children don't wear masks either all right. Okay. Listen. Thank you very much indeed, ladies. Um, Nicola and Neve, and uh, also Amelia. There. Thank you very much indeed. I'm looking. Generally speaking, the texts are all saying the same thing. They don't want to vaccinate children. People just don't want to vaccinate children. I think people are looking at it not as being from an anti-vax point of view, or that they don't trust the vaccination, or whatever it is. The majority of people are saying because it's unnecessary. They don't. I mean, the government, as Neve rightly said, the government has told us this is not a risk to children. And I gave you the data in relation to children under the age of eighteen. Uh, and I remember, as I said, it came from Edinburgh University there early on in this, that more children have died of influenza in one year than COVID-19. And yet we don't mass vaccinate children with influenza uh, vaccines. If we believe they're at risk, you might want to get it as a parent. But I just don't want to see a situation where the schools would start to use that and say, oh, well, this class is for vaccinated kids and this one's not. And let's not even go down that route. If it's unnecessary, it's unnecessary. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.